Hey, hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, your truly Ruby Red. Wishing everyone a Merry Monday and a happy Hulu Heritage Month. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, for those who do not know, the month of October is Hulu Heritage Month. And one of the biggest parts of, of the Hulu practice and practitioners of Hulu is ancestor reverence. The ancestors are a big, big, big part of most African spiritual systems and many spiritual systems around the world. And I wanted to take time this week to dedicate and pay homage and much shade to the ancestors known and unknown. So today I want to start with just simply talking about ancestors, getting a better understanding of our ancestors who they are, and why we're so connected to them. Um, yeah, so <laughs> before I get off topic for the umpteenth time, our ancestors are our biological kin who are no longer with us in the physical realm. Ancestors are not limited to those that we know. They are not limited to those that we've heard stories or maybe found trinkets of, seen a photograph of. Our ancestors extend so far back that realistically, they're, on, they're countless. Isn't that a fucking official? Like when you just really, 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 really truly think about that for just a moment, your mom has a mom, had 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 a mom. And I mean, you can go back to the beginning of human civilization. Depending on your belief of the creation story, it might take you back to Adam and Eve. It might take you back to the first homo sapien who evolved from homo erectus. Or is that the other way around? Let me know in the comments. But um, either way, if you're like me, I got to put my own belief in, right? <laughs> if you're like me, your um, earliest descendants of those. <coughs> who traveled to this planet um, or who have been genetically altered by beings who travel to this planet. <laughs> I was out stargazing this morning and I found Sirius and I was so excited. Like, yes, that's where it all started. <laughs> anyway, no matter what you believe, no matter how vivid your imagination is and how far you can go back, our ancestors are our biological kept. They are those who have come before us they are those who are connected to us in life um, through genetics and through spirit. Um, it's oof, a common belief in Huru and many African spiritual systems and many Hindu spiritual systems, Indian spiritual systems, um, and many spiritual systems around the world that we are our ancestors. We are them incarnated. Incarnation is, you know, is bound to the bloodline. And 
that idea for me personally was unbelievable for a long time, especially because I'm a real heavy, true believer of reincarnation. And I have read many stories and watched now more recently, recently, like 10 years since, you know, technology has allowed us to access knowledge from around the world and from all time frames. But yeah, there's just so many different stories and videos and um, perspectives of reincarnation. And some of them to me is like, all right, well, this person can't be a reincarnation of that person if reincarnation is, you know, exempt to the bloodline because they're different races, they um different nationalities, yada yada yada. Yeah, I can't see, but I'm tapping my head right now. So limited, so limited. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Like I said, I sentence of many. Our bloodline goes back eons. And even with that said, because in my mind I'm thinking about the um a recent case is a boy now who's living who, if I remember correctly, has memories of being a woman who was also alive within like the last maybe 20 years or so. But let me stay on track. With the belief that our ancestors are us and that they are we are reincarnations of them. Further knowledge went into that, further research, a lot of meditation, and I have come to understand that to be true. And I'm going to share with you all. Now, we all understand genetically um, we're copies of our parents, copies of the chromosomes, copies of the genes, I believe 23 sets from um each parent or 23 chromosomes, something like that. I'm high, y'all. I've been up for a long time. My bad. But anyway, Google is Google is available. You can always check it out to know the exact. But um, yeah, we're genetic copies of our parents who are genetic copies of themselves. And that explains the physical aspect of, you know, reincarnation. Oh, you might look like a family member. You look like a great, great uncle, great, great mom. Um, grandmother, grandfather, have the same mole, have the same list, um, have the same hair color, same, you know, birthmark, some kind of physical distinction. But when it comes to the spiritual reincarnation, I think many of us, myself included, once upon a time, were very limited and thought of the idea of rebirth in a sense that you came back explicitly as grandpa jane i mean grandpa jane you hear that um grandma jane or grandpa um john or you know uncle p or you know auntie keisha like no this i have come to understand through a lot of different faucets. So bear with me as I try to articulate it. Because for what it's worth, I got my notes. But I'm going to do a whole class on this under I Am Divine. So I can't regurgitate my notes verbatim because that's going to be a paid lesson. 
is written down very directly with notes from science as well as um, cosmic um, connection, what I was able to gather through meditation and contemplation. But what I am able to share and try what I want to express, the idea I want to present rather, is reincarnation spiritually through genetic imprint. I hope that makes sense. Our ancestors were not born necessarily with their spirit. We are born with their traumas. We're born with their hopes and dreams. That I'm going to talk about later on this week as I continue on with a week of dedication to the ancestors. But we are also born with genetic imprints of their physical existence, their time here on earth. And because of that, we truly are our ancestors. Now, wait, this I actually do would have the exact number. Okay, I remember it now that I'm looking at the notes. I even have this on the page. Women, when before I even get into that, hormonally, we all register experiences on a hormonal level, meaning um, either chemical or physical body response. Now the chemical responses, we're not always aware of. Sometimes, you know, we'll notice our sweating, well, we might notice that our stomach muscles cramp or get tight or from nauseous, salivating, nerve stimulants. We might feel our hands shaking, legs shaking. We might tremble a little something. But when we experience life, it affects us mentally, spiritually, physically. The trilogy is what makes us. Part of our physical existence is genetics. We are made up of molecules. We are made up of atoms and just teeny, 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 teeny things that still haven't even been discovered by science yet. And they not only, they have so many functions, I should say, one being to store information. Why is it storing information? To pass information. That's, you know, the purpose of life. We, re, we, we procreate. We pass down our genetics. It's how we remain immortal. The physical body doesn't live forever. Everything has a time frame. But the physical body can replicate itself in the form of children. So that's what life does. And... The experiences we have leave imprints somewhere within our DNA, no matter how minor or massive the experience. Like I said, everything we see, touch, taste, feel, smell, we react to. 
in one way or another, whether it's physical, whether it's conscious, whether it's chemical or unconscious. These imprints are passed down to the children on a level way deeper than I think most people, even if you realize more than you realize, if that makes any sense. A female carries eggs, right? We all know that. That's we're the creative force of um creativity. It's argue if man if um God is a man or a woman, it's argue, you know, who's more important in the role of productivity, who's more important, moms or dads, realistically, we're equally important. Um masculine energy is logical. Men, they're direct. Their role in reproduction is direct. They plant sperm. Women, feminine energy rather, is creative. Women, we do things with a process or rather without a process, should I say. We're more free to experience things. And by being so free to experience, we bear the burden of bearing fucking children in a sense. Anyway, let me get back to staying on my track. So, as bearers of eggs, women carry the fetus. It's been more popularly known that what a woman goes through during her pregnancy, her baby goes through. Um, If a woman is sad, the hormones she secrete can affect the baby. If she's going through a lot of depression, illness, um, low nutrition, um, not you know, not having her nutritional means, being met, stressed out, overwhelmed, all this fucked up shit, right? It affects the baby. It affects the baby physically because the physical body tenses up, which causes you know less room, muscle, you know. I'm mad y'all can't see me. <laughs> I'm here really squeezing my stomach. I'm so silly. I'm really hot. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, you know, physically we tense and that has physical effects on the baby. Um, constant tensing and uncomfortability on a fetus can have physical ill means. Science is expressing that more. They're expressing how, you know, um, emotional traumas going through heartache and or like I said, I just I don't even be want to think about low vibe and shit. So I'm sorry I can't name a bunch of them right now. I'm in a happy state of mind. I'm gonna stay that way. But yeah, just all the bullshit that can happen, we do know that emotionally it affects the fetus. And children are born with depression issues, with anxiety issues, with so many um, emotional disadvantages as a result of an unhealthy pregnancy. That is, you know, kind of common knowledge at this point. A lot of doctors, if you are a mom, you've been pregnant before, you've seeked, um, you know, OBGYN assistance or a midwife or something, they tell you that, you know, you want to be calm, you want to be happy, you want to breathe, you want to just make this time comfortable. 
It's not really for you. It's for the baby. If you didn't know that, let me tell you, it's not for you. It's for the baby. But what's not commonly expressed, and this is where our ancestors come in. This is where the concept of we are the ancestors. Aha, I was on track that whole time. I bet you I thought I got sidetracked. Nope. But this is where the idea of we are our ancestors and how I have come to understand reincarnation. These same traumas that a pregnant woman experiences that she passes down to her fetus, science doesn't always, at least I've never had a doctor tell me, that when you are carrying a female fetus, at 20 weeks of gestation, your female fetus has a fully formed reproductive system. And for those who do not know, women are born with the exact amount of eggs they will ever produce. It happens in utero. It actually happens, um, yeah, it happens in utero at around 20 weeks when the reproductive system is fully formed or right before 20 weeks is a part of the of the reproductive system fully forming. So in a sense, when a woman is carrying a female child, she's also carrying that child's children, all the possibilities of that child's children. Hormones are passed through by the blood from mother to fetus via the bloodstream. Once it's in the fetus's bloodstream, it's passing through the fetus's bloodstream, through the organs, through the tissues, through the reproductive membrane system. So when a woman experiences trauma during her pregnancy, she's not only up in the chance of her fetus having traumatic issues, but her grandchild having traumatic issues. And this in the spiritual concept is really, really, really important to realize because this is why we are our ancestors. We are their traumas. Like I said, our ancestors go back so far. It's really, really hard to imagine the beginning. But as far as your imagination lets you go, what kind of life far as you know have your ancestors been bestowed? What kind of life have they lived? Do you descend from a line of people who have worked and worked and slaved and have had things taken from them, um, descendants of slaves? I mean, I'm Black, y'all. I can't not acknowledge the fucking centuries of rape and abuse and fucking murder and lynchings and castrations and, and madness. Now, those who witnessed this, can you imagine how many women witnessed this during the time they were bearing children? Whether they were being forced to bear the children, were, whether they were bearing children from a union of love, a union of secret. I can't imagine. I mean, I've done so much research on the history 
of Africans brought to America, mostly because I can't find my own history after a certain generation. My grandmom's grandmom did not have a name. And because of that, I cannot find record. And, you know, I just wonder. And in my wonder, I do. I look, I research, I learn a lot. And the stories are breathtakingly, overwhelmingly impossible for me to truly grasp. Do I read them? Do I understand them? Can I imagine them? Yes. But to actually put myself to understand, like, no, I can't. But knowing that that kind of trauma was inflicted on people and possibly on my bloodline, it leads me to think how much of that witness trauma, how much fear a woman must have endured, how much of a hormonal response her body was going through and how that affected her fetus. And if it was a female fetus, how it affected the development of those eggs. And slavery alone lasted for over 500 years. So when you take that into account, how many a generation is technically only considered 25 years. And if you, you know, realistically take into consideration they were breeding people, I'm sure they were popping out generations between 12 and 15 years, not 25. So imagine how much was being absorbed through the senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, feelings. Imagine the hormonal responses that were being, you know, inflicted on the body and how it was passed on to not just the child, but to the grandchild. And then that grandchild already born predisposed to so much trauma from the development of the egg portion of the child in the female fetus while being pregnant by the mother. Like, that's a lot of fucking generations of trauma to absorb. If you can imagine this, you can really imagine what is meant by we are our ancestors. It's not the literal concept that we are the identical rebirth versions of those who have come before us, but we bear the traces of their physical existence. Now let's keep in mind, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, everyone's ancestors haven't had, wasn't involved in slavery. This is why I say you have to really try to, you know, understand if you're privileged enough to be able to research your ancestors, go back as far as you can. Find out where you come from. Imagine what they've been through. Shit, some people descend from those who own slaves. There was trauma with that too. Don't let TV fool you. I refuse to believe that the life of a slave owner was not traumatic. Now, I don't know what kind of trauma they experienced. No, it wasn't the same trauma that the slaves endured, but I'm sure that living in that existence as you know, a free person watching people be as cattle. You might have did that shit for funds and profit and to maintain your existence, but I really, really, really will refuse 
to believe that not one moment during their existence they didn't experience some form of trauma. And say so even the superiority complex that fucking evolved from it is proof that there was trauma. Like, we're not gonna get into that. Mistake on topic. About to take our break and I'm about to talk about the lighter side of this. But I wanted to introduce that idea. I wanted to share that revelation and that understanding of reincarnation and being our ancestors. Because again, not being a Debbie Downer, there's beauty in being the result of so much, so much pain, so much history, so much experience, so much knowledge. Because a lot was learned. A lot was learned. Survival skills, coping skills, motherfucking, uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But I know no experience is a fully bad experience, even if they unfortunately during that time and understandably were not able to see any beauty in it, which I refuse to believe too. I refuse to believe that. Not that they say oh, beauty and slavery, that's fucking idiotic, 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 but they found beauty in life somehow, somewhere that I know, because if they didn't, they would not have continued to add to life. They wouldn't have reappropriated. All jokes aside, slaves weren't stupid. They they come from the land of fucking life. Those who can give life can take life. And if they truly wanted to, believe me, it was not hard or impossible to make one unable to give birth. I'm going to just leave that like that. But like I said, I wanted to introduce that idea because I'm going to talk later on in the week about ancestral healing. And when I come, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the lighter side of the reincarnation idea of carrying on the experiences, not just the traumas, guys, the experiences of our ancestors. So let's get into that. On the lighter side, and of course, to, you know, raise the vibration because that first part, it was, you know, trauma is emotional and not in the best ways most times. So, you know, to raise the vibration, let's continue with this realization because it's more than an idea. Like I said, it's actual scientific fact when you really analyze it. We have genetic imprints of the experiences. Let's no longer focus on trauma specifically, but on the experiences of all of our bloodline who has come before us. So we carry strength. We carry hope. We carry fucking determination and knowledge and wit. And it lies in our DNA and is accessible for us to tap into when we need it, when we need to be the ambassadors of our bloodline and revert some of this trauma that has been implanted on us. Because that's doable too. And that's a beautiful position that we're in because by knowing that we can pass on imprints of our experiences through genetics, doesn't that encourage you to have the most good experiences as possible? I don't think that was proper English. 
I'm really high and I'm nervous. I keep getting distracted. People keep coming in the hallway. I done had to do mad retakes of the second segment. But um, like, really think about that. We are truly able to heal ancestral trauma. We are able to end the bullshit that has been passed on to us, even if we look at it in the form of poverty, the form of ill health, the form of um, what other kind of traumas do we go through? Um, anxiety, psychological issues, low self-esteem. A lot of this we don't think is genetic influence or influenced by genetics, but it is. The hormones, like I said, in the first segment, they're passed on to us. And too much of something, especially something that causes an imbalance of the brain and of the body and of the spirit is no good. But if we know this, we know how to fix it. Good experiences, a happy life, especially if you are still in childbearing age, if you are still young and, or if you're happening, as I said, childbearing age, that is, you know, young, obviously, or if you're still, um, if you're currently pregnant, I should say, this is an opportune time to take advantage of this knowledge. Shit, even if you're not, fuck that. Being said, by having good experiences, because someone like me who more children doesn't seem likely in my future, um, I can still revert the genetics, though not passed on directly to my children as they already exist in the physical world. But by having better experiences for myself, I provide better experiences for them. My daughter is carrying two generations of my bloodline right now. She's carrying my grandchildren and in my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. So by providing her with knowledge, with encouragement, with opportunity, with happiness, with love, with admiration, with, um, did I say encouragement? By just giving her the best experiences now, because she's only 10, so she still has time to, for me rather, to overwhelm any negative influences that were experienced during my pregnancy and during my mom's pregnancy that's influencing her DNA. The more I make her laugh, the more I make her imagine, the more I incite her imagination rather, the happy, the, the more I provide a happy life for her, the more good hormones she'll produce, the more good chemical responses her body will have. And that will influence generations. God, I hope this makes sense. And I really hope it resonates, guys, because I swear it's so powerful. And I've been given so much thought. I have so many notes. I promise this is going to be an amazing, amazing lesson on I Am Divine. Because I have so much more to say about it that I can't say in this podcast. But I really wanted to open you guys up to the scientific, the scientific facts that we are our ancestors. So that way we can know how powerful the position we are in to break generational curses. Poverty, no, it wasn't passed on genetically. That's a financial aspect, but 
it is a mental concept as well. Re unlearn and relearn what finance about finances, unlearn and relearn about wealth. Teach that to your children. Establish, get them excited about that. You know what I mean? Let them see that wealth is abundance and abundance is everywhere in existence. And you train them to think like that. It excites them and they'll pass that on, you know? And that's a learned behavior technically, but the excitement behind it will be, will cause genetic, will cause chemical responses, excuse me, which will affect genetic. Same thing with, um, what I said, ill health. Ill health is definitely genetically influenced. A lot of people say that um, things like diabetes and heart disease run in your family. No, genetics run in your family. You might eat differently than how your mom ate, but growing up, you did eat what your mom cooked. So your younger body was already predisposed to that. And again, you were in utero being fed something for generations full ill if ill nutrition was what your family what your bloodline had to survive on certain genetic imprints are put on you maybe you're trained to not get hungry after a certain time or before a certain time or maybe you're genetically um more predisposed to being hungry more or wanting to eat more food or maybe this is why you have gluttonous tendencies or maybe this is why you have um issues with overeating and body complexes and look i don't want to get off track what i'm saying is everything that you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with whether it's with your finances whether it's with your health whether it's with your love, if you consider something in your life to be under the term as a generational trauma, I promise if you really think, meditate, focus, and dissect the umbrella term, you'll see there's a genetic link of something that was passed down to your ancestors as a result of why you're dealing with it. And that's a beautiful thing because you're built to deal with it. Like I said, we are born. I don't even know if I said it in this take. I did so many fucking takes. Crazy how I'm being interrupted. But we are born in a time of opportunity, guys. We are born in a time where we really can do whatever the fuck we want to do with time, with diligence, with effort, with intelligence, with community, with strength. You know, strength of others, strength of numbers. Like, it's just amazing what we can do right now. And healing ancestral traumas should be the first on your agenda. I was born into poverty. I come from a line of poor people, far as I know, for a couple of generations before money comes into play. Further research from what I understand how did the money turn into poverty it was ill management ill management and poor education honestly from what I understand and as a result generations of my family have struggled financially and have not yet been able to get where they want to be where their needs to be 
Now me, knowing that, I'm in a position to fix that. How? I see the problem. I see where it stops. It was mismanagement. Okay, let's fix that. What about ill nutrition? A lot of our health issues, especially us Blacks, Black Americans, African Americans, um, Tainos, West Indians, Dominicans, those who have traced descendants in of the Africanoid genoid, the food that our ancestors thousands of years before slavery were having in their body, the means that our physical body was being supplied on, the nutritional means that our bodies were being supplied on, was dramatically changed over the 500 years plus um, of slavery. Even still to this day, slavery has been over for what, about 300 years, something like that, not including that whole... Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is we still have not picked up the nutritional means. Not to say that we have to eat verbatim what they ate. That's impossible. We're not even in the same land. The food is not the same. Food is not even available. But the nutritional balance hasn't been restored. And as a result, we do. We have a lot of what look like genetic health issues. How do you change that? How you eat? You know that's how the problem started. Fuck. Sorry, guys. You know the problem started as a result of an ill change in our diet. Now you analyze what's around. What is a positive change in your diet that you can implement? And maybe it won't change every aspect of your health verbatim. But again, learned behaviors that your children adapt will be picked up by other generations and will have genetic effects on the positive scale on the bloodline. And this is how we heal generational trauma, guys. I feel like I'm getting totally off um, subject and I don't want to keep tapping into subjects that I want to talk about later on in the week. I apologize for how scattered, especially the second part, but the first part as well. As I did a lot of takes this morning. was really busy. Um, I smoked a lot of weed in the process of all those takes and I'm high, but the underline of today, wrapping everything up, the takeaway for today's episode, guys, is we are our ancestors. It's not a belief. It's not an idea. It's scientific facts. And when we examine ourselves and we examine our ancestors, even again, even if you're not able to be able to find verbatim text and you know photos and knowledge that like firsthand knowledge through diaries and stuff like that don't be discouraged you learn what you can how you can and you learn about the people of the lands and you get an idea of where you come from go further back than slavery if you can't go further back than slavery imagine you know what i mean learn about all the lands of africa that's what i did because i can't figure out what exact lands that, you know, my peoples came from. So I started with East Africa, working my way down to the South, up towards the um, North. And eventually I got a great aspect of life in Africa, not just now, but in the past, before slavery, of the terrains, of the areas. And this is how I'm able to incorporate so much into my everyday existence. And it's how I'm able to 
understand where traumas arrived in my bloodline and begin the healing process through elimination, overwhelming those negative imprints on DNA with positive imprints, having as many experiences as possible, succeeding in as many tasks and goals as possible, filling myself with as much positive, wonderful, loving, exciting energy as possible, paving the same for my children, introducing them into new experiences that leave them with positive ions flowing through their body. This is a job I took on consciously being an ambassador of my bloodline. So I did, I did a lot of research in ancestral healing and trauma and how it works. And I'm going to be proof that we heal trauma through success. Where ancestral trauma is healed through our descendants. It's not about the individual traumas that the bloodline went through. Like they're already dead. They're gone. They're not in pain no more. They're not slaves and of will or body or soul no more. They are free and part of the all and part of consciousness and they are connected to us and they have, they've passed their hopes, they passed their dreams, they passed their strength, they passed their determination. And all of it, guys, all of it is usable, all of it is tapped into a boo. And I'm gonna talk more this week about our ancestors, about the connection that exists between them, us, and the descendants yet to come. But I hope you guys take the main focus that healing is possible and it starts with you. Making a choice to heal, making a choice to be a better you, being the best you that you could fucking be is healing ancestral traumas. That's living your ancestors' greatest fucking dreams. A lot of them could not be the best, the best versions of themselves that they wanted to be. A lot of them could not make the money that they were capable that they wanted to make. They just weren't able to or they were able, they made it and it was taken from them. You have the power to experience the exact same experiences, not verbatim, but chemically to experience everything that they wanted, everything that they wanted for themselves and everything that they wanted for you, everything that they wanted for their children, everything that they wanted for your children and all the children of your bloodline to come. So I hope this resonates. I hope this makes sense. I'm going to have breakfast. Have a great day, guys. Merry Monday. Issue blessings. Much love. Much namaste. Have a great day, guys. Later.